Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. Thank you so much for turning up every single week. I know there have been a lot of changes in your schedule lately. There's been a lot of adapting and adjusting and moving and evolving and growing and changing and you're all just doing so well. I just want to say that I've been looking at people sharing on social media. I know what you guys are posting. I know the questions that are coming up. I just want you to realize that you're doing your best. You're doing incredibly well. You're already doing the best you can. Remember, this is a totally new experience. This is a new situation, new circumstances that none of us, and I mean none of us, have ever experienced before. It's unprecedented. Right? No one in our generation has ever been through something like this. And so it's wrong for us to assume that we can just go through it. It's wrong for us to assume that, oh, we're just going to walk right through it. It's all going to be easy and normal and things are going to be just fine. And, you know, we're just going to be the same as we were before. Like we have to realize that we have to stop judging ourselves. We have to stop feeling guilty. We have to relieve ourselves of trying to be the perfect partner, perfect person, perfect parent right now. You really have to give up that perfectionism. And I want you to know that I'm sending all my love and support your way. I'm sending all my best wishes your way. I want you to be happy and healthy. And and this is what you should know. No matter when this ends, when it's going to last until, whatever's going to happen, if you're taking care of your mental and physical health, you can deal with any challenge. I want you to know that. I really want you to recognize that. If you're taking care of your physical and mental health, you can take on any challenge. And that's your priority. That's your goal. Now, today I wanted to do something a little fun and quirky because I wanted to address the challenge that we're all facing right now, but I also wanted to do it in a fun and exciting and enthusing way. I wanted to do it in an empowering way so that you, when you finish this podcast today, you're going to walk out of here, walk out of listening to the podcast. Obviously you can't walk out of your door, but walk out of here feeling empowered, feeling focused, feeling enthusiastic to make the most of this time you have right now. This time that we have right now is a gift. We can be grateful for that gift. And so much good can come from the situation we're in right now. I promise you that so much greatness can come from the promise. So from from the situation that we're in right now. And so I don't want you to just think that the world's over, everything's ending, everything's going wrong. Actually, these are the moments where some of the greatest things in your life can happen. So what I'm going to share with you on this podcast is around 11 ways to get out of boredom and to make boredom meaningful and strategic and powerful for you. Because so many of you today, so many, I keep hearing this, this TikTok that's gone viral of I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok and Instagram. I know that was a pretty bad rendition, but you get the point. So, so many of us are just like, we're bored in the house. Everyone's going crazy. Everyone's like, how long is this going to last? I can't do this anymore. Well, I want to give you the 11 things you can do indoors during feeling bored. And these are quite unique. Some of them are innovative. Some of them may be things you might have heard before, but really I'm looking at them from a completely different perspective and specifically to help you relieve stress, specifically to help you relieve anxiety and to get more focused 
and to be more productive and effective at this time. So if you're ready, I'm ready. And I'm going to go straight into the, this is one of those ones that you're going to want to share with your friends. You want to get going straight away as well. So let's do number one. Number one is I want you to use this extra time if you're bored right now. Now, now, first of all, actually, let's talk about being bored. How many of you are bored right now? We, we get bored. Why do we get bored? We get bored because we look and seek stimulation all of the time. That's why we get bored. We get bored because we constantly seek stimulation. Because we don't want to sit with our fears. We don't want to sit with our anxiety. We don't want to sit with our stress because it's uncomfortable. But actually, sometimes it's that discomfort that leads to growth. It's that discomfort that leads to change. It's that discomfort that leads to changing something, but we avoid it. Now, the stimulation or the activities that I'm going to share with you are actually ones that are positive for you, that help you channel that discomfort and that pain and that stress and anxiety into something positive. So what I'm sharing with you are not just distractions. Like my list is not, make sure you watch your next binge, watch your next TV show that you can't wait to watch. Like I'm not interested in giving you a distraction like that. You can do that anyway and you probably will and that's fine, but that's not going to help you evolve and grow. I'm not going to give you another one which is like, oh yeah, just just watch movies all day or play games all day. Like I want to give you stuff that's really powerful for you. So So take these things seriously. There's a reason why... I'm sharing the things I'm sharing and I promise you they'll have an impact on you. So the first one to do when you're bored is organize your gallery or your photo gallery and create a virtual scrapbook. So how many of you, when you click on photos right now, in your recents, in your albums, you have tens of thousands of pictures You've got all these pictures all over the place, videos all over the place, and there's no order. And how many times when you want to show your friend how cute your kid looks or how amazing your holiday was, how many of you have to scroll through and you're like, oh, wait, oh, no, oh, wait, that's it. No, 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 no. I think it was before this. Wait, when did we go there, babe? Like, when did that happen? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. And then you can't find it. And then the moment's over, that person's bored. They've gone back to their phone, right? Like, how many times does that happen to you? So... If that's ever happened to you, use this time to organize your photo gallery, to really put some structure to it, to segment pictures into the best memories, vacations, come up with categories that inspire you, that make you happy, like best friends, BFFs, right? If you really want to go all out, my best vacations, uh, most mindful moments, best workout days, best confidence and self-esteem days, like look at the most positive memories and start organizing them. When we organize our past, it becomes useful to us. When we don't organize it, our past is an obstacle, right? Our past, when it's blurry, when we can't remember, we can't make it useful, we can't learn from it. But actually, our past can be an opportunity to learn, to feel happy, to feel joy, to feel power, to feel passion in your life. So that's why creating a virtual scrapbook is such a good idea at this time because what will happen is you'll uncover some things that you forgot about, memories that you didn't even know you had. And then you'll be able to relive those memories. 
You can reprocess them. You can put them into a visualization. You can think through them again. It will spark a conversation. And now you're going to have something meaningful to send to your friends. Rather than sending them the latest Corona update or the latest person you found out or the latest news update, if it's irrelevant, because a lot of them will be to you and your friends, why not share them a memory of something that you did two years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, however long you haven't organized your library for? It's such a powerful way of reconnecting with old friends, deepening your relationship with current friends, organizing your photo galleries, just such a fun and exciting thing to do. And it can take a lot of time. It's almost like piecing a puzzle. So don't worry, I don't have doing a puzzle in this list. But if you think about doing a puzzle, what's cool about it is you're finding things that connect. We like seeing things that connect in our mind. We like finding these connections, synergies, juxtaposition and complementary things. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to find memories that connect, memories with certain people, memories with people you're grateful for. So take a bit of time to do this. It's a really powerful activity. And this also applies to creating a new playlist, right? If you focus on creating a new playlist and putting songs together, putting music together from different years, just organizing playlists for your home workout, your home meditation, whatever it may be, using this time to curate your photo gallery is a great use of your time. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. I want you to spend a ton of time with that one. If you do that one, make sure you tag me and say, Jay Shetty, this is what I'm doing right now. I want you to tag me when you start organizing and you see how powerful it is to share. Imagine just sharing a picture with someone and saying, hey, this is where we were seven years ago. What a beautiful way to reconnect with that person. The second one that I want to share with you is to reorganize your bookshelf, right? And you're thinking, Jay, why would I do that? You know, maybe I haven't looked at those books for ages. Maybe those are just there. Maybe they're just, you know, they've always been out there. You know, why would I do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Reorganizing your bookshelf gives you an opportunity to discover an old book. Discover a book that your parents were given or your friends were given or your husband or your wife was given. It gives you an opportunity. I remember when I was a kid and I discovered a lot of books in my dad's bookshelf. And those were a lot of the books. There was a lot of Tony Robbins. There was Deepak Chopra. These were the books that I remember reading and just picking up because they had some cool covers and some cool titles. I didn't even know who these people were then. And I remember reading through it. And so who knows what book you could find in your home, whether it's in your attic or your loft, whether it's in your basement or whether it's just in your living room bookshelf. Like just look through that bookshelf and you never know what an incredible book you might discover. And sometimes it's that spontaneity, that randomness that gives us the inspiration in a way that we don't have if someone's recommending a book right away. It's like, it's almost like that process of discovery, that treasure hunt, that feeling of, uncovering, unraveling the mystery of, of something that's hidden away. There's some excitement in that. And so I would really recommend reorganizing your bookshelf, discovering an old book. And, and I'm saying that particularly because I remember doing that when I was a kid and discovering these books that had a, had a profound impact on my life. So think about what you could do. And again, if you do this one, tag me in the book that you find. I want to know because some of those books may inspire me to read something new. So please, please, please tag me in there. And this is a great activity to do with a friend as well in this space. If you're living with someone or your family, because you can kind of go back and forth and have, have a discussion. 
And you may find books that you've read and then re-find something new in them or share them again. There's so many beautiful things that can come out from this. So reorganizing your bookshelf is number two. Now, number three, you probably heard a lot of people doing this already, but, but it's a really important one. So I had to put it in this list. And it's all about spring cleaning, cleaning your external space. This is important because obviously all of us are staying at home in the moment and we're indoors a lot. If you wake up every day and you don't like what you see in the morning, if you walk into your living room and you don't like the sight of your living room, if you're sitting there watching TV and you don't like the clutter around you, that is causing unnecessary stress, unnecessary pressure, and unnecessary pain that you can easily solve. So there's pain that you have to go through or there's uncertainty or there's anxiety and stress that's going to be there out in the world, but you don't have to make that external clutter from in the world your home clutter. Hence, decluttering your home, trying to live with more essentials, living more simply in each of your spaces, cleaning your space will clean your mind. And this is something really, really important. Your external state is impacting your internal state and your internal state is impacting your external state. So by simply cleaning, essentializing and simplifying your external state, you will feel that sense of cleanliness and, and clarity inside. You may even find that you want to get rid of a bunch of stuff you may actually realize that you can live a lot more simply and we live with a lot less. It's really powerful to do that. So what I'd like you to do today is I want you to clean. I want you to reorganize. And I want you to think about one thing that you may change the position of to give you inspiration and one thing you may just remove. And this especially matters if you're working from home, right? If you're working from home, it's so, so, so important that you have a separate space for work. Don't mix your workspace with your eating space, with your sleep space, with your entertainment space. And even if you have a small home or a small apartment, do things in different corners, literally. Make a corner for meditation, make a corner for work, make a corner for entertainment, make a corner for working out, whatever it is. Try not to mix the energy of those spaces and clean those spaces or reorganize them after you've finished an activity to give light to new energy. So that is point number three. Now, number four, and I know there are a lot of videos out on this, but, but it's really important right now to deal with boredom is indoor workouts. I actually feel that I'm doing better with my workouts since I've been indoors than even when I had the opportunity to go to the gym. So my gym in my building has been closed down at the moment. And so I can't actually go there. And I think I've been getting better workouts in because I'm able to work out at any time I can work out multiple times per day. You can break it up more. And, and it's amazing how many incredible workout videos there are on YouTube. And all you have to do is find your one. I got this recommendation from a friend, Jessica. She told me to do this eight-minute ab workout. And it's been amazing to just do it. And it's eight minutes. Literally, it's eight minutes. So find that workout that you want to do for the particular part of your body that you're working on, whatever it may be on. 
And it's just to stay healthy, just a bit of fun, but it's so important to do an indoor workout. And it's so important to have a routine to avoid boredom. You're bored when you don't know why you're doing what you're doing and when you're going to do it. When you make a plan, it becomes so much easier to do your workout. So know that every day when you wake up, you're going to work out in the morning at a certain time. Schedule a time. Don't just leave it to chance. Schedule a time so that it keeps you motivated. It keeps you organized. It keeps you focused. Now, really important to mention here, the fifth point, which is call a friend you haven't spoken to in a while. FaceTime, reconnect, rekindle, or deepen a relationship. I know, and, and this was a beautiful gesture, my my brother-in-law and sister-in-law just gifted uh, my wife's grandmother with a portal. Uh, portal was designed by Facebook. And now we can FaceTime Radhi's grandmother because she, she doesn't own a phone and, you know, she's, she's fairly elderly and I'm not sure she knows how to use it. But now she has this portal, which is so easy to use. And she was so excited that she has one now. And so this is a great time to provide those people in your life that you love with a way of communicating with you. They need it. You need it. And it's a chance for you to reconnect with them. So if you want to call someone who you know is lonely, you want to call someone who you know needs support right now, it's a beautiful way of serving in a simple way. Not all of us are qualified, brave doctors who are on the front lines. Not all of us are able to support the world in that way, but we can support the world by staying home, but we can also support the world by calling the lonely, calling the loved ones, giving back to those people in need. So call a friend, call a family member, call someone that you know may be struggling at this time and really, really, really invest in that relationship. Number six, meditate with me and you can do it daily with me. I'm going live every single day on Facebook Live, YouTube Live and Instagram Live at 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. in the UK and 10 p.m. in India every single day. We've just come done our first week. We've got another two weeks of meditation to go. So you can come live and meditate with me. Make that part of your routine, like I said earlier. So know that 9.30 a.m. Pacific time and wherever you live in the world, join me to meditate and then work out before or after that. So start building your routine around that meditation so that it becomes an anchor for your other positive habits in the day. So come and meditate with me. It's as simple as that. You don't have to learn anything new. You just come and join me and I'll guide you daily in a meditation. Point number seven, brainstorm new ideas and write a business plan, right? Like how many of you have always said, oh, I wish I had time to work on my passion. I wish I had time to build my brand. If I, if I only had some time to come up with this business plan, I would. Well, this is that gift of time right now. This is that window of opportunity where you may not be able to monetize what you currently do. You may be struggling with your work situation. You may be challenged. This is the chance to create a new strategy in your life, a new career. I know that we're launching my coaching certification for people who want to be health coaches, life coaches, fitness coaches, purpose coaches, mindset coaches. If you want to become a coach, this is a great time to learn the skills, to, to build your skills and talents while we're not sure and we're uncertain about what's happening in other areas of our life. This is a fantastic way 
to build a business plan, to learn new skills, to brainstorm new ideas. Don't underestimate how much time you have right now to do the research you need to do to build a side hustle, to build a passion business. This is your moment. This is your time. I have a course called Passion a Paycheck, which teaches you how to understand your passion and transform it into a paycheck. There are so many incredible things you can do right now to broaden and open your mind. And that's why point number eight is an online class or workshop, right? Literally, you can start a new online class or workshop on how to edit videos, on how to uh, build a Amazon or Etsy business, on how to, I don't know, learn a language, for example. So I was looking at some research. The FSI Research Institute says that it takes 10 hours a day for 48 days in a row to learn a new language to a really good standard. So imagine you just did a third of that. Imagine you did a quarter of that. How much of a language could you learn right now? Maybe you've been wanting to learn a language for such a long time, whether it's Spanish or Italian or French or whatever it may be. Like this is your time. Mandarin. What a great time to learn a new skill. Online classes and workshops, whether it's through Udemy, whether it's through the Great Courses Plus, whether it's through, you know, wherever it might be, there are so many phenomenal resources for learning. Take time to do that. Now, number nine is a little more lighthearted and fun, but I, I really do mean it. I was reading this. I started researching it because I know there's benefits to play. And I often share this famous quote. It's, it's, I'm not sure who it's by, but it's, it's said beautifully. And it said that we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing, right? And I love that. And I know that play has lots of benefits. So I started researching online and I read a great article on helpguide.org. And it was talking about how when we play or when we game, we release endorphins, right? The positive hormones that reduce our stress, improve our brain functioning and make us feel connected. So I'm recommending to lots of people to have virtual game nights, literally set up a Zoom and play virtual game nights with people all across the world, your family, your friends. It's a beautiful way to feel connected. Playing the great game improves your brain function and it really releases endorphins, which reduce your stress in this bored period of time. So pick a game, whether it's Monopoly, pick a game, whether it's Taboo, pick a game, whether it's um, Charades, whatever it is, like this is your chance to, to pick something and have a virtual game night. Don't feel that you can't have that experience just because you're not in the same place. Now, number 10, this one isn't just for artists, it's for everyone. I was reading an article by Vox in their creative section and I was researching it because I was writing down this idea I had of how we should all doodle more or draw more or paint more or free journal more. And the Vox article was talking about how when we doodle, the people who doodle remember on average 29% more information. So it's great for your memory. Another one is that the repetition and rhythmic motions of sketching actually help relax us. Have you ever found when you're just free-flowing, it's so relaxing? So free-flow journaling, free-flow painting or drawing or whatever it may be, any sort of sketching is such a powerful activity to do right now. And you may find you have a hidden talent. That's the beauty of all of this. 
And it's a great thing to do when you're bored because again, it's another thing that relaxes you, right? So definitely something to check out. And finally, number 11, this is your moment. Start your blog, start your vlog, start your video channel, start writing whichever one it is for you because you have the most time to think of content. All you need is your phone. I remember this when I was transitioning jobs in end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I had a bit of spare time. Me and my friend, of course, we went outdoors and you can't do that, but you can do it in your house. And we just made a few videos. And those were the beginning of everything that I'm doing today. I had no idea that anyone would ever watch those videos. I never thought that we'd have a podcast and I'd have a book coming out later this year and I'd be touring the world. It starts with just one video, one camera, one upload. Make that one moment now. So those are the 11 ideas of things to do when you're bored to reduce stress and improve creativity. Number one, organize your photo gallery. Number two, reorganize your bookshelf. Number three, declutter your space. Number four, indoor workouts. Number five, call a friend. Number six, meditate with me. Number seven, brainstorm new ideas. Number eight, online classes or workshops. Number nine, virtual game night with your friends. Number 10, doodle, draw, paint, journal. Number 11, start that blog, vlog, or video channel. I'm so excited to see the creative things that you come up with 